Pints and Pies podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Al and there's Danielle and this guy Mike Eagle is there as well. Tights and Pies podcast. Tights and Jing how bells, jing how bells, how's left us alone all day. So now we get to talk about dumb something that rhymes with day. Hi, welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm the Dan Disputed Era, Danielle Radford. I love that. And I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Lynn's Elite Wrestling, Lindsay Kelly. I'll take it because uh, someone should. Someone should take it back. So I'm taking it back. Lynn's elite. <laughs> Be Lynn's elite. That's me. <laughs> Lynn's elite. Lynn, Lynn's elite. All right. We got War Games on Sunday. It's the last NXT event of the year. So we're going to start with the match uh, that people are saying stole the show, the Women's War Games. Um, team Candice beat Team Shotzi. Holy crap. What a match. We had a flying trash can. I, I can't say enough good about it. Just getting Wait. Gold there. Face it. Wait a second. Eo Shirai. The genius oh, in the sky. What a garbage can. What in the hell? Oh, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I am just stunned at we just, what we just saw. Eo Shirai, a human bomb landing on all of the bodies, taking out everyone. What a gift. What did you think? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was very anxious because I had been very clear on my anticipation levels for this match and how excited I was. And then when it opened War Games, I was like, this is either going to be the greatest thing ever or it's just going to break my heart. And oh my God, thank God, it was so good. It was so good. It made me so happy. I thought it started off not slow, but it like paced itself. Uh, until they got everyone in the ring it was kind of like let's just feel it for each other out let's see where we're going um but then once they got to the point to my mind once they were stopping eo from getting in the ring it was just yeah which is a, which is a brilliant strategy so brilliant amazing strategy. yeah i was like oh my god this is amazing it's just like everyone just kept stopping it and i just got to the point where i'm like let her in the ring let her in the ring um <laughs> it gave me so much joy i loved it i loved the flying trash can um, there was amazing camera work. Like there was really, really, really strong really was. camera work. A bunch of shots of uh, Raquel and Rhea looking at each other. They managed to get a bunch of incredibly timed, beautifully framed shots, which is not mm-hmm. something I say very often about wrestling camera work. But their timing together and their chemistry is just off the charts. And I am so excited for that storyline. Uh, there was a moment where they both stepped through the ropes at the same time to meet in the middle and start punching yes, each other. Yeah. And it was done so brilliantly. The timing of it, that just, uh, oh, I, I really genuinely made me very excited. I loved it. I loved everything it, about yeah, it. Yeah, it gave me uh, pure fight forever energy. Yes. For sure. I just, I, I know I said last week about Raquel, but like I just can't get over how much she has improved this year and how vital a piece of the NXT framework she has made herself so quickly. I love her. I love her. I, and I agree with you. I was very wary of them putting it on first, but I think it's just because we're so used to being hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Whereas they were like, baby, sit down, take an hour, have an hour, have like the best part of 50 minutes. It's all for you. There's a tank. They're going to ride in <sighs> on that tank. Uh, or like a bunch of, like, 
Ember didn't, and it made me a little bit sad, but all of Team Shotzi, apart from Ember, but because she's cool, um, all had like neon green elements in their gear. Like Rhea worked neon green into her gear, Shotzi right. worked neon green into their gear, and I loved that. Like, there were I just, always love that kind of stuff. There, yeah, exactly. There were just so many great things about the match that were tiny attention to detail moments, quite apart from the fact that Rhea took a sledgehammer to half the team. You know, it's like from giant big things <laughs> like the, the trash can, which will be a gift that lives forever to just things like your gear matching sledgehammer you know paying tribute to triple h i know whatever but that's fine so many Look, beautiful if you things. if you want to give every hot woman with good arms on that show which is every woman <laughs> a hammer i am not going to fight you give me my giant anime waifu yeah. hammer it legitimately did make me significantly more gay than i have been and like i know this is 2020 <laughs> and we're all like reviewing our position on the spectrum as to how we may have considered ourselves in the past but i'm like i genuinely had to sit there going like no i'm i'm pretty gay like this is yeah. like i am kind of crushing on all these women in a, i'd like to kiss their faces fashion uh which you know out of admiration and respect entirely but oh my yeah, god kisses. just everyone pulled their way it moves everyone forward uh, and no I, one that comes out looking it. terrible at all from that exactly match. everyone looked like a badass like candace has a broken arm i think dakota is injured as well uh everyone gave their bodies for that match and just thank you thank you this ladies. is a terrible thank thing you. to say a terrible thing to say but i'm gonna say it it almost feels like candace should just have an arm broken at all times it kind of does and it also just like go around it sounds horrible i said this, and this was pointed out to me by my husband that this is a horrible thing to say like it actually is a good thing because it takes her out of the title picture for a while whereas she won her team won so it's like you know that would give her a credible reason to want to pursue right. the title and she has already lost the title match a couple of times now so this actually sidelines her in a positive way because it's like you come out looking like a general like you know as johnny pointed out one of the best war games generals of all time you come out looking like an absolute badass who broke your own arm for your team for your win yeah and it doesn't lessen your impact on the division because you can't wrestle so you're not not in the title picture because it's been decided it's because you can't be so let raquel take that leap like there's so many options for this to be i love I love new Tony. I love new Tony. I love shit stirring I really Tony. Do. <laughs> I Tony really doesn't do. care. I love it. <laughs> I love amazing. it. Well, since there was there was only one title match, um, Johnny Gargano beat Leon Ruff and Damian Priest uh, to become the three time North American champion. Three times. Three times. Three he times. Did. I liked did. it. I liked it. I was surprised. I like to be surprised. A full work me mm -hmm. daddy. I really enjoyed the match. Uh, I thought it was, they had so many potential fake outs. I loved when Damian Priest got tied up in the ropes and it looked like he was going to be pulled out of the match. I loved when Leon Ruff got knocked out of the match. It looked like he was going to be out of the match. When you watch it back, and I've watched War Games the whole thing twice now and some of the matches more than that, um, you, it does, all signs point to Johnny from the beginning. Like it really does. Yeah. Which is why I thought, no way. I'm like, they're definitely going to keep it on Leon Ruff. But no 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 he's got his gang of screen buddies uh and he's gonna yep. win and i love it i love heel johnny i never knew i could love like this but i do I, it, it really is the ones who are the most pure of heart i do wrestling because i love wrestling that wind up making the best heels because it's like oh baby they broke you 
Yeah, they did it. They 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 finally. I mean, because wrestling is evil and it will ruin you. Uh, and this is the purest yeah. purest version of that. I love the power couple. I'm very into them having a stable. I love that they've got their two young mentees now. Uh, it's a great role for Austin Theory, who, let's be honest, um, could use the humility of being a mentee for a while. And obviously there'll be a turn somewhere down the line, yeah, I'd say, obviously. Yeah. Um, you assume there'll be a turn somewhere down the line. I think this is no, a good obvious. place for him <laughs> to um, be a little bit humble and uh, learn from one of the best for a while, because he is a very young baby. He is a very young He's baby. He's a young baby. And then uh, also uh, your girl, Indy Hartwell. Yes, love it. I just, it, it's a great fit for me. It all makes sense. They are the mm. elder statesmen of NXT, Candice and Johnny. Uh, love mm-hmm. to, you love to see it, passing on that knowledge. Is the faction, a re- which I think I believe it is, is the faction a reference to the Mandalorian? I mean, you've got to think so, name? haven't you? I don't believe you can make a Star Wars slash <laughs> Disney reference and assume it's an accident with those two. Like of anyone, yeah. it would like be me uh, accidentally <laughs> dropping Taylor Swift lyrics. You know, I'm like it's it's not it's not an accident. As Freud it's said, there are no accidents. Uh, so I just I, I, I'm I very know. excited to hear the first I may, they may have done it and I missed it but to hear the first this is the way it's gonna happen right I mean <laughs> it's gonna happen uh, I, I, until Indy starts coming out dressed as I refuse to use this full and proper name unless she starts coming out dressed as baby Yoda uh, I don't think we've reached peak but I think we'll get there yeah oh, so excited and also yeah I'm look Gragu I know that that's you didn't get to pick that name and you've been answering just fine to the child i mean exactly um, i mean river phoenix didn't pick river phoenix he, he did no he did i'm thinking about joaquin <laughs> you know the phoenix kids all change their names it's allowed it's allowed yeah same for the mess estevez's just maybe, change it yeah just he be didn't baby tell Yoda. you his name was grogu for a reason maybe rosario dawson he didn't want to be grogu anymore maybe that's why he kept it to himself that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying just saying all right, so, so nope, there's no good segue for this that doesn't make me sound like a weirdo. Um, <laughs> so what are you thinking about the, this new rivalry? We've got Timothy Thatcher, Tommaso Ciampa. I don't like Timothy Thatcher. I and know. I feel bad because he hasn't done anything wrong. It just He just rubs me up the wrong way. And there's always potential for that to come around because I hated Damian Priest for no real good reason apart from... He made me think of a sleazy man that might hit on me in a bar in New York when I really didn't yes. want it. And Timothy Thatcher, as one of our listeners pointed out on Twitter when I expressed these feelings during War Games, reminds me very much of the guy at the rugby club who has one too many on a Saturday night, totally tries to kiss your girlfriend, and then claps your, his arm around your back and is like, ah, we're all lads, aren't we? And then totally tries to kiss her again when you go to the bathroom. Like, that's who he is. Like, I, I just get very negative vibes off him i don't like the character and i bet he's such a nice man in person i just yeah you know like Uh, you can't be that gross and not be every time i have those thoughts i just have to like those thoughts of like ooh, i don't know if i like you like i have to i have to like center myself and be like it's just a job. It's just a job. He's probably not that much right. of a dick in person, right? I would have heard about it. It's a job. It's a job. I don't want to judge him on his physical appearance, even though that is half of the job of wrestling. Like, like I know as a viewer, I am supposed to judge him on his physical appearance. And I am supposed to be like, oh my God, he's such a brute. Look at his teeth. I'm more concerned yeah. about like, he's got no personal concern for himself. Look at his hair. But that's just me. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, we talk about the things that people uh, can change and have chosen right? not to. Exactly. And Those I try and look we... past that to just the character as a whole 
that the character as a whole just turns me off. It's like your character is you're good at wrestling and you can hurt people, but I can watch Pete Dunne for that. Um, I can watch Keith Lee for that. Right? Like there's a lot of people I can watch for that. And I, he just leaves me cold. He feels a little bit sterile. Um, I don't have an emotional connection to him at all. Uh, I think this Chomper rivalry has brought out the best in him. Yes. As Chomper is wont to do. Uh, it was a good match. I thought it was very clever pacing to bring the tone of War Games back down. Uh, yeah, because you can't yeah. stay at that War Games match level for three hours. Mm-hmm. But he himself doesn't do it for me. So while I'm loving seeing Chomper wrestle someone who matches his capabilities, one too many neck shots in these matches for me. <sighs> Oh, I will never be okay with that. Right? Nope. I just don't... He he, he needs his neck. And we've worked neck. on it. Like, it's cost some money. And he's worked on it. And it's been painful. And I don't like it. But I'm not against it. It's just, like, not my favorite thing. But I respect yeah. it, if that makes sense. Well, it's also... I mean, War Games was so good that a lot of this is, like, we get to do kind of a deeper into, you know, like, right? the nuances of things that we don't like. True, true. So that's really nice. So something else really nice. Big dog Daddy Finn is back. (laughs) 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 Um, But so he's back. Um, It seems like he's got a new competitor, a returning Karrion Cross. Okay, so do you like Cross enough for him to actually win the title back um, from Finn? Or do you think? So I have many feelings and they are all complicated and layered and just all contradict each other. So everything started when Pete Dunne came out. I do have to mention Pete Dunne's fake tan. Holy shit. Someone, someone at Saint-Tropez or Fake Bake or Bondi Sands or any one of the reputable (laughs) fake tan companies that are out there, speak to this man. Speak to this man. Those brown knuckles, there is no excuse in the year of our Lord 2020. I assume that he used one of those bron- like bronzing, like I think Jergens makes them, like those bronzing lotions or whatever that you put on I and mean, it turns you... I mean, if he is, he's using a whole bottle a time. It makes me worry about how well-liked he is because no one has <laughs> taken him to one side. Candace does a great fake tan. Candace does it. I've seen yeah. Candace. She's not a naturally tan lady. She does a beautiful uh, self-tan. She's in a locker room leader position where she could take him to one side. She could get Johnny to take him to one side and be like... I got this real good stuff. Um, yeah, please but stop for it. now, you're going to want to go loofah your knees. Yeah, just for like a minute, just like a whole minute on each knee and then come back out. Uh, that's not what you asked me at all, but that is where my mind is on No. But- um, <laughs> hi, hello, this is this is the show, Lindsay Kills. This Kelk. is what happens when Hal is away. It's going to be about <laughs> fake tan and it's going to get real horny in the second segment. So, <laughs> so like, slow your roll, people. Don't get overexcited. Oh. Don't shoot well, your load. You, you can't tease our horny second segment. Um, uh, so, so let, without and us doing it right away. we're still talking about Finn. I mean, Jesus. Um, I'm excited for the the idea of the Fatal 4-Way to find the number one contender. I feel like it's going in yeah. that direction. They had everyone come out and challenge him. I love when they do that. That also means Finn doesn't really have to wrestle until his match in January. I really want the Pete Dunne-Finn program. You can't tease me with that and then take it away. 
Uh, I want it so bad. I, want it's, it I so mean, bad. it's going to be around. It's going to be around. And I know April, that doesn't need I'm a title. Sure. Like, right. that was what so was so great to me when all four of those men were in the ring demanding. Oh, well, Scarlet came out and three men and three men and a Scarlet uh, coming soon to Disney Plus. Uh, I, <laughs> I really enjoyed that because I could see any of those storylines working beautifully. Uh, and none of them actually need the title. But I just would love to see Finn hold it for a little bit, given the I, circumstances. Yeah, I. Finn deserves he man he deserves a long title run he deserves to have a run let that have lasts it. let him have like, a Pete Dunn feud then eventually put the North American on Pete cause Pete's the baby too go mm-hmm. you know give him the North American for now Finn is a 39 year old man let him have his title run it's like every time he gets a title I know I, it just it's so it, uh, it feels unfair but then you do remember that he is 39 I mean, and he might look 27, but he is 39. Like, he is a, nearly a 40-year-old man. He's, you know... Yeah, like, the the outside might not look it, but the inside knows. Yeah, he's much closer to the Bobby Fish age than the Pete Dunne age. So, like, yeah. let's let him have this. Um, let's have Damien Priest, Karrion Cross go at it. That is a feud I'm interested in because the physical matchup between the two of them, the styles of the two of them. Um, I will say, when he got in the car at the end of the episode... And Scarlet was just sat in the car with her seatbelt on in that like PVC catsuit. Oh, like, that PVC leotard, I had a lot of respect for it because getting into that was not fun for anyone. Getting out of it, not entertaining. But to see it out of context, just sat in a car, <laughs> cracked me up like nobody's business. Like I'm like walking out on the ramp with the smoke and the music and the drama and the lighting. It looks incredible seeing it in the passenger seat of a car fucking cracks me up i watched that a couple of times because i was like <laughs> they have to go home at the end of the day um yeah she, she doesn't get to go into the locker room and no, peel herself out no, of her she has to like come as come as we need you camera ready um so, it did make me chuckle. i'm sorry why are you i know you're in a car but why are you waiting in a parking lot I know, I know. Why wasn't she in the driver's seat too? I'm like, why was? Wouldn't that have been quicker? Because she surely someone had to drive the car up, and like she'd already been at work. So did he drop her off and then just sit in the parking lot in the car? Like she'd already been on the show. So I'm like super confused. Uh, I get very involved in logistics. I'm a storyteller. I don't know what to tell you. No, I Sam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It just really made me chuckle. It really did. To wrap this up, we actually both watched Impact this week. That's a thing that happened. Um, it's been a minute. I usually try to check in on the knockouts. Like, I love Jordan Grace. I love Taya Valkyrie. Um, but it was, this was the first time I've actually sat down. And it, it's not one of those things where it's like, I think, because I think Impact is pretty good right now. It Like, at least it's better than it has been. But for me, there's already so much wrestling. There's so much so wrestling. Adding, add, that new one is, ugh. But... That does mean we got to see a bunch of people we don't normally see, and we got to see Kenny Omega, and we got to see that um, t- uh, Tony Khan is a big old dork. Yeah. I have some investments in Nashville, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. There's some rumors that I might even buy Impact Wrestling. You you spent a cup of coffee in Impact Wrestling yourself, didn't you, Tony? Yeah, one night, and then I quit the business for 18 years. 2002. 2002. Well, I'm glad I brought you back, Tony. It was my pleasure. I'm thrilled to have you. I love you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Thanks. 
I had to like check Google because when you Google him, all of the images that come up are like sexy red carpet Tony with like his yeah, big nerd glasses we and getting. his suit and his like slightly disheveled like I am billionaire, but I'm I'm a cool kind of billionaire. And then I'm like, who is this fucking nerd? Oh, it's the billionaire. This is the thing that I find so difficult about the Tony Khan and the Cody of AEW and now applying to Impact also is I just can't suspend my disbelief from their role as owner and their on-screen situations. Yeah. It's like every time someone comes out on AEW to surprise Cody, and I'm like, it's not a surprise. You know this. It's your company. Um, and I can't do it in a way that I can do it for WWE, and I don't I don't know why. Because I want to. I really want right. to. But I can't. And the, the Tony Khan coming out and being like, well, I could buy Impact if I wanted to. I'm like, no, you could, though. But you could, though. You could, though. So, like, you are you gonna? Right um, Just Because I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know. It's not a good thing. It's I don't like a, a monopoly. Thing. Exactly. It's happening in publishing right now. And please DM me on Twitter and ask me my feelings about that. Bad, bad thing. <laughs> Impact as a whole, I thought it was a really weird show. Um, hmm. I turned it on and was unfortunate enough to turn it on and see uh, TJP. So I turned it right back off again. Um, and that's part of my problem with it. I saw way too many faces on my screen over those two hours that I don't care to see. Right. Whether it's current yeah. roster or whether it's when they did their greatest hits, which I also thought was a very weird choice on Impact's part, knowing that they were going to have this huge audience this week. Yeah. They decided to remind you that at some point in the past of their career, your favorites have worked there, but they don't work there anymore. Yeah. So, like, shouldn't you be building up the people you do have instead of reminding me that AJ Styles came here once? Because he doesn't yeah, come here anymore. No. He goes to the new private school. Right? He, he doesn't. I he, know. He's not, in, he's not in your grade anymore. And I know we don't like him because they're our enemy and, and, like, they always beat us at lacrosse. Like, I know that. Because um, <laughs> instead of lacrosse sticks, we've just got popsicle sticks, but we still try. Like, I <laughs> get try. it. But, like, it just seemed really weird that they were like, look, look, check out the Young Bucks. I'm like, once again, they are over the road. They are over the road now. They've been friends with, um, what are they calling themselves? TH2? Yeah. Something like that. A hybrid something. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the hybrid two, which is like, I like that, but I liked when y'all were a trio too. <laughs> yeah, it's all very, it was a very weird choice for me to be like, yeah, um, I guess these people did come here, then leave. The knockouts match was great, obviously, because the oh, knockouts amazing. are great. I love some Diana. I'm always happy to see her. That split stuff spot, oh, like, come God. on. God, I mean, they're just so talented. They're so talented. So, I mean, if that happens to come over to AEW, I won't be mad about it. Well, but even that, like, just keep showing us Shiner math, Steiner yeah, math, right? I mean, it's just who knows what's happening because I don't even know if they know what's happening. I think sometimes, yeah, they just like, oh, this sounds cool. Yeah, and then like so I we'll read an it. interview with the box where they basically said that they were like, "We wanted to do something, <laughs> so we did something." And oh, that's that statement has only ever gotten me into trouble. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that usually ends up on me driving to Toronto at like two o'clock in the morning from New York and making <laughs> terrible decisions. Uh, <laughs> never scream at a boy in a parking lot; it won't end in love. And then they had the Kenny segment. We all held in there for the Kenny segment at the end. Yeah, which weirdly took place on a trailer, and I'm like, did did he? actually go or did they just get josh matthews down to kenny and have him wear the same suit i don't know 
because he didn't even go in the building. He didn't even do it in the ring. I'm like, what yeah. is the point of this? He did. He did not. Yeah. He did not. He couldn't have traveled. Very right? weird. Very strange. Because you'd have him in the center of the ring. You'd have thought so. If you're gonna be like, oh my god, AEW's champion Kenny Omega on Impact. I'm like, maybe have him pop in. Maybe have him just nip inside for a minute just to say hi to the guys. I don't know. And then they just did the thing again where they went on about the screw job, which I think is a huge mistake. You're literally bringing something up that happened in a place that neither people in this company was a part of. Yeah. Or was in. You know what I mean? And you all like, hate that company. You keep telling me you hate it. So stop talking so why, about it. Why are you talking? Okay, if Brett is on, fine. Yes. Whatever. Um, you got also, Brett I do or Lol admit- Sean, which will never happen in a million years. Which but if you can get happen. either of them, Brett might do it. Brett hates Vince, so like maybe he'd do it. That really would just be the crown of bitterness, wouldn't it? If they got Brett in, yeah. they could just give him the bitter belt, and it would well, be truly fucking, old. It would together. be great. Speaking of um, speaking of people who are not loyal, I have to put this in. <laughs> oh. I was gonna say it about about um. Uh, what's his name? But uh, I I understand why you would rather wait and take more um, UFC money if you get it. But um, you're going to talk about disloyal horses. I was going to talk about disloyal dogs well, with Snoop Dogg. I mean, that made me a little. I genuinely gasped at the fact that Dog is going to be on AEW. Snoop, Snoopy, Snoop, Snoops. What are you thinking? Uh, them shirts are not on. From what I, I didn't get to check it, so if I'm wrong, but I've saw a lot of people be like, oh yeah, they already pulled that shirt down. Oh, I I mean, I'm sure Sasha will be dropping her belt momentarily, you know? Like, (laughs) this is what's going to happen here. Someone's going to pay for that. Yeah, I was really surprised about that. And I was really, well, I wasn't surprised. Like you say, I wasn't surprised about disloyal horses who are like, I don't know, I'm going to go where the most money is because I am loyal to no one. I saw some people were kind of like bugged by it, but it's like, you know how much wrestling takes out of you? Do you know how old Lesnar is? Of course, he's going to just start going for the straight up money bags now and the money grabs now. Also, has anyone ever watched a Lesnar documentary or a Lesnar special or a Lesnar interview? Like what part of his personality and even character made you think like, oh, there's a loyal fella who just doesn't care about the money and he does it for the love of it? What part of him showing up Three when he feels like it? Yeah, made you think that this was a passion project for him. Like, <laughs> of course, this is what he's doing. Um, I've got Kenny over here cutting half-assed promos about comic books, but it was very weird to me that they then showed up at AEW the next night and cut basically the exact same promo and gave no further illumination as to why they went to Impact. Like, there was no Impact invasion. There was no promise of an Impact versus AEW uh, pay-per-view. I guess they could be building to it, but shouldn't you start the build once you've started it? Like, shouldn't you know before you go? Um, Look, Lindsay, not everybody. <laughs> I don't know how you do your writing outlines, but not everybody <laughs> does it where they where they put every beat separately and and separate all of the pages. And I so I am a pantser. Uh, writing people will know. I don't have a clue what I'm doing before I start, but before I publish the book. I do tend to have an idea about the storyline and the ending. Um, And I think when they published this storyline, they probably should have had an idea about the direction it was going in, above and beyond. We're going to do a crossover because we can. I still have that excitement. We'll see how long that lasts, but I still have a little bit of like, oh, this is cool. If you have anything to say about what we have discussed so far, the conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. When we come back, we're taking a deep dive into the Undisputed Era. What's up next on Tights and Bites?
This episode is brought to you in part by Magic Spoon. I actually, like, before they started sponsoring the podcast, I had bought their cereals because I think I've talked about it on social media. I have ADHD, and for some reason, like, at least for me, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, going on a keto diet and limiting sugars has helped my attention span, which is crazy. And science knows why that works. You can Google it. I'm not science, so I don't know. But so being able to have something where it's like, oh, it's not eggs again, or like, ugh. Like I I actually have a convenience food, which is kind of rare when you're doing a a ketogenic diet to be able to have something that you can just wake up and make. Plus they taste like all the stuff that I used to like. They taste like all the old sugar ass cereals that like you shouldn't have had, but our moms gave us because they wanted us to shut up about it. (laughs) I am not on a healthy diet. I just love cereal. So it is delightful for me to have an option that isn't literally a bowl full of sugar. I have a friend who is a personal trainer and my diet horrifies and terrifies him in equal measures and he is always telling me to eat protein for breakfast especially when I'm working out which you know the gyms Mm. are closed right now where we are so I can't go and lift heavy things but when I do lift heavy things protein is so important protein is important to all of us first thing and I cannot eat eggs in the morning it will make me do a little sick so this is amazing this has uh, been a game changer and I do feel like it keeps my tummy fuller for longer because it's not just sugar and air it's the protein and the fiber and all that good right? stuff. So I'm pro. I'm very happy and um, very appreciative of Magic Spoon for looking out for us as we will now look out for them. So like we said, it's it's zero sugar, 11 grams of protein. That's a lot of protein for a cereal. Only three net grams of carbs per serving. There are four flavors. There's cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry. Um, I like all of them. The frosted one makes your makes your cereal milk taste like a marshmallow and it's delicious. Yes. Um, and then there's, you know, fruity and cocoa, which are like two of the best kinds of cereals. Every good, the best kind of cereals start with the word it's cocoa or fruity. <laughs> you don't make those rules. They just are. Yeah. That's just what the rules are. It's keto friendly. It's gluten free. It's grain free. It's soy free. It's low carb and GMO free. It is a lot of free. So go ahead and go over to magicspoon.com slash tights to grab a variety pack. You can try it today and be sure to use our promo code tights at checkout to get that free shipping. Yo, Magic Spoon is so confident in their product. It is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. That's pretty dope. So that is magicspoon.com com slash tights and use the word tights for free shipping. And thanks Magic Spoon for sponsoring the podcast because uh, I like cereal and you make it. Well, hello, I'm Renee Colvert. Hi, I'm Alexis Preston and we are the hosts of Can I Pet Your Dog? And we got breaking news. We got an expose and all the beans have been spilled via an Apple podcast review that said this show isn't well researched. <gasps> well, yeah, no duh. Of course it's not. Not since the day we started has it been well-researched. Guessing and anthropomorphizing dogs is what we do. The Can I Pet Your Dog promise is that we will never do more than 10 seconds of research before telling you excitedly about any dog we see. I'm going to come at you with top 10 enthusiasm, minimal facts. We're here for a good time, not an educated time. So if you love dogs and you don't love research, well, <laughs> you know what? Come on in to Can I Pet Your Dog podcast every Tuesday on Maximum Fun Network. <laughs> Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. Yay! Okay, so this week, we're going to give One Corner of Wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to... Whoa! Holy shit! 
All right, so the undisputed error, ha- error. Someone will so, use that. Yeah, like, oh, we go error, but I realize it's pronounced differently. Jeff and I spent a lovely <sighs> twenty minutes pronouncing war at each other, uh, which <laughs> which was great. That's amazing. Um, but yeah, so the the undisputed era. They've been a part of NXT since they debuted in twenty seventeen. They have won all of the men's titles. They have main evented takeovers. They have invaded the main roster. They've done so much in the time that they've been here, um, which I know 2017 feels like it was a long time ago. It wasn't. Um, (laughs) One thing a lot of people might not remember is that when they debuted, the era only had like the three members. It had Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly. So did you did you have like really strong feelings about any of these dudes when they were doing stuff on the indies and they were, you know, off on the road and they were doing uh, all of the stuff abroad? And how did you feel when they first showed up at TakeOver Brooklyn? So I'm very lucky to have been a PWG girl when I first moved to L.A. Uh, Immediately. Yeah. And I got to see Kylo Riley a bunch of times. Um, I've seen Bobby Fish. I saw Bobby Fish at uh, on an indie show during uh, the, God, was it Texas or Orlando? It must have been Texas, WrestleMania. Uh, we went to this lunchtime show that was like out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, oh. Weirdly, because Chris Sharp, who is now an NXT UK referee, uh, he was refereeing and I know his wife, who is an author and a former wrestler. Uh, from British twin wrestlers, the Blossom Twins, um, who some people will remember listening to this. Um, And now Lucy, who is not Chris's wife, but Chris's sister-in-law. This gets very complicated. She writes women's fiction. No, I love this. She writes rom-coms, and you should totally check it out, uh, as Lucy not. Um, But yeah, so we went to that to see Lucy and Kelly, uh, because Chris was refereeing, and Bobby Fish was on a triple threat match on that uh, lineup and it was so much fun uh, and that's the only match I really super remember from that day apart from Joey Ryan don't like to speak his name but I held the door open for him when I was returning from the bathroom and he did not say thank you and then he let the door shut on my face so we should have known we should have known should have known. Uh, known but yeah so but you ain't no snitch you're not I, a snitch no, I'm not so a snitch know. but I am spiteful and I do hold a grudge so I'm happy to bring it up today but yeah I just remember Bobby Fish being in that match and being super super fun and that was the first time I'd seen him Adam Cole I never saw at PWG I don't believe did I Maybe I did, um, but I don't remember. As Look, you can that's see. a lot of years of a lot of matches. It was with a long a lot time of really ago. Good people. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't there for the original Mount Rushmore ness of uh, that era. I came in at the end of that. I came back when Mount Rushmore reunited, so I guess I saw it then. But I knew him a little bit in New Japan uh, when I went back into New Japan. I mean, it felt like it was a brief moment, but uh, mm. I knew enough about him to be excited. But I didn't know that much of his work. Uh, but I did know Kyle O'Reilly and I did know a little bit about Bobby Fish. So I was excited about it because it just seemed really fun and uh, new for NXT to have a faction that was going to be um, just come in and be so great. That's one thing I love about NXT is that like for all of us, we all do it. We're all like, you know, they're not doing a lot of the same like, you know, if they do the conventional stuff, they do it in a way that makes sense, you know. Yeah. Um, And that's like always 
kind of what you think about when you think of NXT. So when they're, they they come in and they have a faction for the first time, it's like, or at least like, well, not for the first time. I mean, there there were some, but it, not well, like but this. this was not the, like, like the most important. This was the first landmark faction, I feel like. I, and apologies to anyone who disagrees. That's why life is beautiful and colorful. It has many shades. Um, but to me, yeah, they were like the first landmark Hall of Fame NXT faction. Like, like an yes. undisputed era should be Hall of Fame, no questions asked. Like as a group, mm-hmm. I don't see that you could argue against that. Honestly, they, like the perfect time, the Shield stuff was still happening, but it was kind of like you could only save it for special occasions and all that other stuff. And I, so I'm not going to say that they took the place of the Shield in my heart. I will say they made a little space for themselves in it. I, you know, I, what I will mean? say because I never was a special Shield lady, so to me it was very exciting because they were my, my boys. Um, <laughs> Plus, like, um, Jeff was really excited about Undisputed Era. This was right at the beginning of his wrestling journey, and he just loved them right away. So to a newbie coming in, like, they were very easy to grab onto and love uh, because they were so charismatic. And like you say about them coming in at the right time, they came in, I think, when we were still thinking NXT was still somewhere you move up from. And we'd gotten to the point where we were a little bit heartbroken about watching our faves move up. And then suddenly they gifted us with this perfect trio of awesome, sneaky, arrogant, fun wrestlers who were also fucking great uh, at their jobs uh, and not just like in and out of the ring. Like they were just brilliant. And they felt like NXT. It's like if you cut them open, Mm. they will bleed black and gold. And I you know, for so long, we've all been like, I don't want them to go up. I don't want them to go up. I don't want them to go And I still don't want them to go up. But nah. to me, they are one of the fundamental uh, parts of the NXT architecture, like Johnny, uh, like Champa, who are NXT. And they are part of what made it a brand and not developmental. Mm-hmm. I think they are so important to the brand. They came in and like established that themselves. They made they were part of that change happening. I don't think it works as well if you don't have like them really like turning NXT into its own brand and not developmental. I don't think it works without the undisputed era being there. No, they're so um, important to it. So important. So the era, obviously, they like ran roughshod in WWE for a while. Um, Bobby Fish, who is forty four and has been wrestling since 2006. So long, um, it's so many years. Got injured because bodies are stupid. Um, <laughs> but that also means he wasn't able to defend the tag titles. So through a lot of my favorite word shenanigans, um, Roddy Strong turns heel, joins the team, which allows the Undisputed Era to keep the tag titles. Roderick Strong has made a decision when the Undisputed Era came to NXT. They gave Roderick Strong the chance to team with them. Well now, fellas, it looks like he's taken it. What did you think about Roddy in the earlier parts of NXT? And how do you feel now that he's like... I have so dark. many Roddy thoughts and I never thought I would. So Roddy again was a PWG guy who I knew very, very well because he was a permanent part of the roster practically. He had mm-hmm. his own chance. We chanted shitty little boots at him. It was great because he wore shitty little boots. Uh, they were shitty they and were so shitty little. They were shitty and little and he's a big guy. And I always find that ankle boot with a brief a weird disconnect like we as ladies are taught to check our proportions and dress to amend them and create optical illusions gents you won't know about that because of misogyny but anyway moving on 
Uh, we also had a birthday party for Roddy at 1PWG that I went to and everyone had a poster on their seat, a hand-drawn. They'd taken a picture of him and drawn <sighs> a party amazing. hat and a streamer coming out of his mouth and put it on everyone's chair and I still have it and it was beautiful. Um, so I loved Roddy and Roddy was a heel. Roddy was mm. and is a natural heel. So when he came to NXT as like pure heart Roddy, as kind of like not um, the same as but in the similar vein to Johnny, where it's like yeah. a journeyman wrestler who loves wrestling and is here because he's been doing this for so long and he wants to be the best at it. So he came to NXT to really like shine. It did not work for me, especially when they started showing <laughs> his wife and his kid. And it's like, nah, no, this is not natural for him. Um, no, now that you're a real person. Right? No interest in that. So mm-hmm. when the heel turn happened, when he turned in Pete Dunne in the Dusty Classic, which, oh my God, you guys remember long-term storytelling? Every time they bring it up, every time Pete and Roddy face off, I like have a dire happy little death. It just makes me <laughs> so happy. But when Roddy turned heel and joined UE, I was so ecstatically happy. It's like It was like getting, it was like playing Tetris and I've been playing for so long and I've been waiting for one of the long skinny ones. And if it doesn't come now, it's over. And it just like appeared at just the right time. And it was like, everything made sense. Everything slotted into place. It gave me so much joy. He's so good. He's so good in that role. He was great when they uh, teased a breakup. His friction with Adam Cole was fantastically well done, I felt. Yeah. You, you Roddy, not you're a little oh, You hear me? I'm a little you're Hey, you what are you What are you saying? What are you talking to? You know what? Don't say that. Roddy, maybe you don't deserve to wear this anyway, Roddy. Maybe you don't deserve it. You gotta think about this. Yes. You believed yes. it, but you also believed when they reconciled? Because, like, you know, friends argue, and then they come back together. Well, and so now, which is crazy to me, but I'm, I kind of like it. Now they're kind of faces? I feel like they're not heel or face. I feel like they are just the lifeblood of NXT. To me, that's what <laughs> it is. It's like they are what you need them to be. They can go either way. Obviously, they were the faces in the War Games match. But very mm. much by default, because the heel team was the heeliest heel team of all heels. Um, and now from here, I guess because we've got, you know, Braveheart Kyle O'Reilly running around right now being like, I've done my time and I deserve my moment. And I agree that he does. I also have a new crush yes. on Kyle O'Reilly. I love badass balls the wall, risk it all, <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. Love new Kyle O'Reilly, who has been the Kyle O'Reilly that's always been there, but has often been overshadowed by his brothers um that's yeah one of my favorite developments is it's like when you watch the first season of a really good show and it like follows you know like orange is the new black you follow the white girl through the prison system and then eventually once they've set up what this thing is they can start getting to all of the other characters and i loved 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 when they started doing that and it's like oh we we are locked in we already know that you love us so now (laughs) let's go ahead and and you know, push push this dude up and yeah. make him feel as important as the prepare the, the to love the this guy. Yeah, but I've been really enjoying that. Obviously, his match with Finn was amazing, albeit extremely violent and uh, <laughs> damaging to both fellas. Yeah. I, I I'm loving seeing his work. I mean, Bobby Fish, like he's just a veteran who deserves all of this. I hate that he keeps getting injured because it feels like 
the end of the road, but like maybe he moves yeah. into a more managerial role for them going forward. That's fine. That's allowed. And Adam Cole, like, holy shit. Like, why is he so good? How is he so good at give him anything to do? He could have been yeah. in Cats and he would have made it better. Like, he could literally do anything uh, and he makes it better. I don't know how. I don't know why. I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to allow it. So, yeah, they've obviously they've been teasing them breaking up. They've done that a few times. But, yeah, they're together. They're faces. Um, do you see them as kind of a new day where they're going to keep them together as long as they can and like you don't want them to split or do you want to see them um go their separate ways which i can't say without thinking about that fucking journey song <laughs> like, <laughs> let I, it let it happen I, wash over you let it wash over you yes let it wash over me um so yeah it, it's because for me there's no point in breaking those boys up no like i maybe i i mean later obviously because at some point um, they're going to want to push some of these guys single like Adam Cole. For me, I think it just makes it more powerful if you're pushing an Adam Cole to be the top and he's got like all of his best friends with him. Yes, um, I agree. I think they work so well as a group. Um, I think breaking them up doesn't work. I think having someone turn in the group, I don't see a natural break in it because after the Roddy thing, uh, having them come back together and see how much stronger they are together. Yeah. It doesn't work. I even would go so far as to say if Bobby tapped out, you could replace him. Like, I think you could bring, they could bring someone else in. And that could be an interesting mix up. Like, I don't want to see it, but if Roddy, if, if Bobby yeah. goes, like, it's possible. And then that's an interesting way you bring a newcomer in and maybe they cause a fraction. Like, I don't know. There's lots of Maybe one of them's do. a woman. Yeah, maybe it's me. Uh, I'll just carry their stuff. It'll be fine. I'll go in the trash can. Throw me off the roof. I'll do it. Look like fun. But I don't want to then get like something dumped on the trash can that traps me inside. That's That freaked me out. Um, yeah. I don't want to see them broken up. I think if they ever leave NXT and go up to the main roster as a group, I think they have mm. to go in which is what the main roster is so bad at, uh, they would have to go in on top and stay on top. Uh, right. And they, they would have to come in and be a dominating force as they were in NXT. They can't bring them in and have them lose and have them humbled. Like They would just have to bring mm. them in as badass winners and keep them there. Yeah, I'm hoping that they learned from the shield that if you're going to break them up you need to plan for everybody yeah and um, sanity and too hoping... like you brought sanity in and then you just jobbed them out a million times and then they just died like if they brought them up they would have to keep them exactly as is and i think with bobby fish's fluctuating health status yeah that's a problem so i don't even know if i want them to go up as undisputed era i don't know if i would rather just have adam cole at some point go up as Adam Cole. I actually think that's really interesting and it's one of those things where I am so tickled pink when the New Day does it. Yep. Just being able to say, oh, I'm still, those are still my homies. I'm the first one off to lead us to a new part and like yep. not, all of these shows are interconnected. You all ride buses together. Why can't you have a faction that exists on two different? Yes, and you can have like a satellite member. It can be, you know, it's like he goes away and comes back. He goes away and comes back. Maybe... I mean, I just, I hate the Bobby Fish of it because I don't want to talk as though I'm ending his career. But I think if, if it, when ultimately it happens to everyone, ultimately when he retires from in-ring action, they could go up as a trio. I think right. 
WWE, as we've seen with New Day and probably only New Day, I don't know. Um, but they have a blueprint <laughs> for how to work a trio. I think Vince would not know what to do with a foursome. Obviously, they've done it in the past, but that's the past past. That's I'm the talking past. About We're talking now. about the way that things work now. Yeah, yeah, and I think they could look at the New Day model and have that work with UE, but it's the fact that New Day were positioned whether it was you know for or against their will as a goofy comedy act for so long that does not work for undisputed era yeah they you have absolutely to come can't up do as that badasses and they have to come up as dominating yeah don't make them call the people in the city smelly don't make them put on the gas mask you know what i mean right? like, don't no one gets an injection in their bum no one gets an injection in their bum uh, well, it's Florida with the uh, vaccine. Maybe that'll oh God, be true. Yeah, actually, let me take do. that back. I don't know where they're giving you the vaccine. If it's in your bum, everyone gets an injection in their bum. Everybody, <laughs> if you're listening to this, get that done. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know if they're going to vaccinate the entire roster on TV. <laughs> um, any any final thoughts before we go on to? <sighs> Just how much I love them and how much I loved this match, the War Games match. I I thought it was great. I thought the the first 20 minutes when they were getting everyone into the ring again I felt like it was a little slow and I was like oh are my expectations too high here do I what's happening and Pat did his jump off off the top rope and it was like oh that's Pat's thing that he's practiced that's what he's gonna do and he's done it real early <laughs> so that's weird that he did it so early but it's like nope he's just gonna keep going higher and doing it again and again um mad respect she says like the kids for pat mcafee like i cannot stress enough yeah yes that, although now i don't know if it's so much respect for the work that he has done or respect for the fact he has no concern for his personal health and safety he is a rich man he doesn't need to do this yeah. he's got a case of the Stephen I, amels hasn't he he's got a case of the yeah, i just it. can't not do it now uh, and i'm gonna kill myself while doing it yeah and you don't have to but you don't I, mean, I love when to. anyone loves the business that much you know it's crazy we got, uh, um we got david arquette eating light bulbs i thought it was super fun yeah he's he's got a a, a date with arquette somewhere down the line he's getting bashed <laughs> with a fluorescent tube at some point um the fact that they managed to keep it i mean war games matches are by nature long matches but the fact that it kept the women's and the men's the pacing of both of them like starts yeah. out slow builds 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 the men's in particular really built to a fucking crescendo like i didn't know who was gonna win it was one horrific spot after another that i couldn't decide which was the most upsetting i'm like that's gotta be it that's gotta be it uh i will say the cricket bats were not real cricket bats i got it i got a a bunch of people came to twitter to ask me they were not real cricket bats you don't want to get hit well, by a you, real one trust me no okay. <laughs> someone with an older uh, brother you don't want to get hit with a real cricket bat well if you've got any thoughts on uh what makes a real or fake cricket bat and whether or not we should be bashed in the head with them uh connect with us on facebook twitter instagram and discord via the links in our show notes and by us i don't mean me and Lindsay; i mean the royal we for all of us we'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should definitely know about this is tyson fights hey jay keith hey helen hey you've got another true false quiz for me yep our trivia podcast, Go Fact Yourself, used to be in front of a live audience. True. Turns out that's not so safe anymore. Correct. Next. Unfortunately, this means we can no longer record the show. False. The show still comes out every first and third Friday of the month. Correct. 
correct. Finally, we still have great celebrity guests answering trivia about things they love on every episode of Go Fact Yourself. Definitely true. And for bonus points, name some of them. Recently, we've had uh, Ophira Eisenberg, plus tons of surprise experts like Yardley Smith and Suzanne Summers. Perfect score. Woo-hoo. You can hear Go Fact Yourself every first and third Friday of the month with all the great guests and trivia that we've always had. And if you don't listen, well, then you can go fact yourself. That's the name of our podcast. Correct. Woo-hoo. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by... Lizzie Kelk. Yay! This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of pro wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Lindsay Kelk, what are you putting over? I had a bunch of things I wanted to put over because there were lots of things that made me happy about wrestling this week. Yay! Um, But I'm going to put over something that I saw yesterday while watching random television and was delighted by um, was Bianca Belair doing an anti-vaping PSA. On USA. I need you to send that to me right now. Oh my god! I was I like jumped out of my seat, and Jeff, uh, my delightful husband, was like, "What is wrong with you? Why is this exciting?" Like, this is a huge spot. They've given her a PSA. Like, this is huge. This is like a big show of faith in her. This is like assuming the audience knows who she is and teaching people who don't know who she is who she is. They're putting her in a a position to be an authority and a spokesperson for the brand. I love this for her. Um, It made me really, really happy. She did a good old job. She did a great job. Uh, Bianca Belair's anti-vaping commercial, considerably stronger performance than Maurice as a... beauty skincare commercial i don't oh, know if everyone's that seen that Twitter yet every day i refuse to name it because uh, i'm not giving it the airtime because if she couldn't be bothered to learn how to deliver a line correctly i'm not touting that moisturizer but um <laughs> ma- like so much love for bianca valer like that made me so happy to see that uh so definitely check that out if you just want a case of the woman fuzzies and if you want to giggle um check out the clips of all of the nxt roster trying to pronounce war games like william regal <laughs> Um, which was just genuinely magnificent and felt like one of those dumb things that works uh, online when you didn't expect it to. Um, And the the Johnny and Candace at the end where she's trying to teach him to say war uh, is just, it's so beautiful. It made me, as as a British person who is constantly corrected on her pronunciation by people who don't realise sometimes things are different and not wrong, uh, it made me so, so happy. Yay! Um, for me, I guess, yeah, I'll do um, the first one. Uh, now, nah, I'll just stick to this one because I think it's so funny. I found a TikTok that made me laugh so hard. Someone, it, it's one of those like TikTok uh, uh, trends where like someone's like, what's the worst thing that ever happened with you and a partner? Um, and so then we get uh, this lady. Uh, I, I'll find. I'll see if I can find her at because I don't have it up right at me. Um who told the story of every kind of wrestling fan you don't want to be. And if you do, I hope both of you want to be it together forever. Um, Here's that clip. What is the weirdest perverse interest an ex of yours has had? Yes, this is my moment. I hope it doesn't go viral, honestly. (laughs) Too bad. 
I dated this Sorry. guy that was into ultimate surrender or wrestling, if you will. If you think it sounds strange, it is. I'm not trying to kink shame. There are certain things that I don't want done to my body. I don't like my head being thrown into a fake turnbuckle. <laughs> a conversation about losing your championship title shouldn't be happening mid-coitus. I don't want to pin you to a mattress. Incorporating folding chairs and ladders into my sex life was not a go for there was a lot of times I was asked to wear a luchador mask. <laughs> Mr. Sick and Twisty wanted me to tap out at the end. A lot of fantasies about locker room showers and referees. <laughs> he would fake punch my head like I was a teddy bear and he was seven. I fake punched him, he'd react like he got hit by a sonic boom. <laughs> Anyways, kids, the moral of the story is know who you're going to bone before you take him home. The moral of the story is legit, but I, I mean, it sounds like he was a respectful gentleman who was just sharing his preferences. <laughs> I did laugh. Look, you gotta be good going in games sometimes. It sounds like she, it sounds like this was a red line for her. Like this was like, no, I'm not doing this. I, I have to wonder, was it, it, was that special birthday sex or was that like he wanted that every right? day? I mean, I just really couldn't follow the part where she was upset that he was only hitting her like he was hitting a teddy bear. I'm like, was, was there a higher expectation here? Was there, were you anticipating? You know, the problem here is that lady is not a wrestling fan and didn't no. know what to expect. So fair play to her for going along with it. But I do hope that her former partner found someone who could um, enjoy that with him because it sounds yeah. like he was fully committed and i respect that in a uh, sexual partner he's not half-assing that thing like, that look if any impressive. of y'all are if any of y'all are single and you want to get pinned uh text that lady yeah go text find that, that lady, lady find out that man's address <laughs> he's got ladders and folding chairs people like come on he's thought this God, through i need to borrow a ladder i do want to know what his safe word was like i deeply want to know what his safe word was oh god you know it was screw job mine you would know mine it would be aw because it would just take me right out you know <laughs> like right out <laughs> it's definitely screw job oh julian did you have anything you want to talk about this week uh, oh yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so yesterday were the uh, video game awards. Video game awards are a little iffy. I'm still not really sure how I feel about them, but I do always like when they show off cool things at them. Uh, and they revealed a new character for my favorite game, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. It's going to be uh, <laughs> Sephiroth from uh, Final yep. Fantasy VII fame. Uh, and if you guys didn't know, um, Kenny Omega, like we said a bunch of times, huge dork. The reason that he named his finisher the One-Winged Angel is because that's uh, the nickname of Sephiroth. In Final Fantasy VII, he actually literally just has one big black wing that comes out whenever he's being a really evil guy. I haven't really played FF7. I've watched people play it. I'm going to probably play it next year. But I, I, I can't ignore the pop culture impact that the game has had, especially on wrestling. Uh, Kenny's a huge fan of, of the game. I know Seth is a huge fan of Sephiroth as well. Uh, so yeah, if you guys want to like uh, go back and watch uh, Kenny where he dressed up as Sephiroth in one of his uh, his Wrestle Kingdom matches, you'll probably find that uh, his, his ring gear on there. And it's always fun whenever there's a little bit of crossover as more people realize that wrestlers play video games too. Oh, for sure. Especially like um, Final the New Day has come out dressed out like Final Fantasy characters. Like it's been a whole thing. It, it's a thing that we like. Mm -hmm. um, that's like one of those Venn diagrams. People who like Final Fantasy VII, people who like wrestling, just one yeah. big purple circle. And, uh, um, and the main guy who directed Smash Brothers, also a huge wrestling fan in real life. Like he really likes, he, he loves like him some wrestling. Big enough of a fan to ask a sexual partner to punch him in the head and then tap <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, we have a new level now. <laughs> I mean, Fandom not, goes up to 11 yes. now. Yeah, that might be tier 11. He might does be he, more Does like he a not ask seven. you to tap out at the culmination of the sexual act? Because if he doesn't, I'm I'm just saying it's amateur. It's amateur. While you're also playing Smash Brothers. Yes. 
Multitasking. <laughs> it is a woman, so, you know. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. I love this show so much. Um, <laughs> this week, your host for me uh, and Lindsay Kelk. Ooh, now we get to the plugs. What, uh, Lindsay? Talk about all your fanciness. Um, I've, I'm so fancy, and uh, not like Iggy Azalea, who wasn't fancy at all, it turned out. Um, I have books. Please uh, read them. Um, they're, they're good. They're funny. They make great gifts for people. I love you if you have, in fact, purchased one. Um, or check them out from the library. Um, also, come find me on social media, at Lindsay Kelk. I'm there because I'm on deadline, so God knows I'm not actually working. Um, and if you care about beauty at all, I have a podcast called Full Coverage, where you can listen to me talk about the makeups and things like that. Uh, so we just recently interviewed the founder of Urban Decay, which was fascinating, <gasps> and I'm obsessed with her in a slightly worrying way for her, less so for me. Uh, so check it out. Oh, I'm very excited to, to listen to that episode. Uh, just for me, same old, same old, honest trailers. Um, I help write them. They're fun. Um, I have episodes of a couple of things that I did coming up and I will let you guys know what that is um, when that happens. I, I'm on like an episode of like a, um, actually I believe but I'm not sure when that comes out and I don't think I think I'm allowed to say that I did it because it's a show that everyone knows of and I've already done it before so uh, that'll be fun you guys can check that out. Julian anything that you want to say? Uh, you can listen to the other shows I work on. You can listen to JV Club you can go listen to uh, Go Fact Yourself. Oh man Go Fact Yourself has been very hard to for everybody who doesn't know go fact yourself used to take place at uh, the angel city brewery over here in uh la it was a lot of fun and i really loved that about the show that's not safe anymore so um <laughs> since uh, march we've had to convert it to being an all zoom recording which has been a whole adventure but we do have a really cool treat that i think i can uh, i can let spill for you <laughs> listeners that we did record a few episodes we rec- pre-record these shows well in advance uh and we had a couple uh, that we were sitting on for a while that were recorded at Angel City before the shutdowns happened. One of them we aired, it had Hal on it, that aired a few months ago. The next one is going to be publishing later this month, I think on Christmas, if all goes according to plan. So if you want to hear a nice little glimpse into the before times, uh, you can go listen to that episode of Go Fact Yourself. It had crowds, we were live and everything, and maybe we'll get to do that soon. Let's just let's get those vaccines rolling out already. See... And you're talking about crowds and me missing people. And I feel like every time Lindsay goes to take a cup of coffee, I can just smell it. Just people. (laughs) Um, Senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice of our theme music. We're putting him over for that. Anime. uh, Anime, uh, anime, trauma, and divorce. Trauma, divorce. So good. And he's been putting up these like little weekly videos of him doing interpretations of the song like he did for um, What the Fuck is Self-Care he like did this video and I'm not spoiling it because it's just really soothing of him making um, uh, computer PCs. So go check that out. Sweatpants Spider-Man was delightful. Uh, I'm very excited for what's coming for Aces Bop. That looks uh, incredible. Um, Incredible. So good. But yeah, you can keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The links of all of those are in our show notes because Julian is very thorough. Uh, If you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the MaxFun members who make the show possible. Like, seriously, we couldn't be doing this if it wasn't for your support. And uh, just thank y'all for digging the show and for telling us that you dig the show. Like, occasionally I'll get, like, a really nice message about it, and it makes me feel good all day. Um, So thank you all so much for sticking, uh, sticking and doing this with us. We have a shirt. 
I know a bunch of you guys were like, we want shirts, we got shirts. So um, if you would like us to, the only way that we can get more and different merch is when we, we, we gotta sell through our stuff. Um, so they know that like, hey, these guys, you know. They gotta know we're good for it. So we need you to help us out. Um, I didn't mention earlier and I should mention now whilst I'm asking you to buy our shirts uh, one of our listeners did in fact photoshop our faces onto the uh, women's war games tank team and I have to say thank you very much for that I'm going to repost oh, it so you can I'm all gonna see need it a link. and I feel like yeah. that could have been a t-shirt all of its own so please buy this t-shirt so we can start making dumb t-shirts like that thank you <laughs> alright and we'll be back next week for more you guessed it wrestling bye y'all MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned, audience supported